When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to episode 132 of Star Wars and Scotch. As always, I'm joined by my buddy Tim. Hi, Tim. Hello, Kevin. Got to hang out with Tim uh, last Friday and uh, do some GCX pre-show filming yeah, uh, in Orlando at Full Sail. Even though this is unofficial, I have to say the whole name. Full Sail University Orlando Health Fortress. I think I got that right. Uh, we filmed over there for the GCX pre-show, so you'll see that. But you also see a lot of the outtakes, uh, including the wildly popular picture of Lupo on Tim's back uh, doing an entire filming segment. But before we go any further, I would like to introduce our returning guests. Our buddy Darth Chaco is back to just chat Star Wars, hang out, and have a good time. Uh, as always, Chaco, what is the best place for people to find you? We'll say it again at the end if you miss it now, but where can people find you? Yeah, I'm Darth Chaco, Darth Chaco on, um, on, on TikTok, Darth Chaco on YouTube. Those are going to be the best places. Um, uh, there's been one change since last time. My Instagram is now Darth Chaco IG uh, because they deleted my old one. So uh, that's fun. <laughs> you can also see me get saucy um, on, on Twitter at, at Darth Chaco 7 if, if you want to. Yeah, that's right. That's where I follow you the most is TikTok and Twitter. So, uh, I like the, I like the sauciness. I, I feel like all of our Star Wars friends we've made along this journey. It's like you, you're you, you have opinions. Sawyer has opinions. Um, uh, Pete from around the galaxy has opinions. I love people with opinions because Tim and I have opinions. But then we get like Alex and Molly, and Alex is like, I have opinions, but I'm going to be really democratic about them. No offense, Alex. I love you. Um, yeah, I love but, uh, Alex. Was hanging out with him uh, recently, and. Yeah, very, very straight shooter. Very, uh, you know, uh, like I said, Twitter is, is where I can kind of cut loose. But I, I get it when you're kind of like a lore person. You're like, I don't want to add anything extra. It makes sense. Our buddy, uh, his name is, is is my name is Bife. He started in like Halo lore. Now he does Destiny lore. He's, I Tim, he's probably what, the most popular person that does Destiny like lore, right? Guy. Yeah. Yeah. So same way. He's very... <laughs> 
non-opinionated when it comes to content and whatnot. So I think it, it might be a, a more of a, a, a lore thing, like you said. But uh, before we I'm get rolling... I'm about to dive in to start doing Destiny content and lore because Season of the, the Deep is dropping as we record this. But uh, yeah, I've, I've found some love in that game. <laughs> I didn't know you were... That's where I got my start. I just started. I just started. <laughs> oh, man. You, you have a journey ahead of you. Uh, yeah, that's where I got my start. I haven't touched it in many years, but uh, that's where I got my start. So it has a special place in my heart. I was just watching um, our other business partner, Ben, uh, was doing Season of the Deep to start. I went in his chat, Tim, and I was like, so did the Deep and the Seven show up yet? Or what's going on here? Is he like a raid boss? <laughs> so. What would he do to you? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, if you haven't played it, I don't want to give anything away, but there was a moment where I could bring it up again. I'll just leave it at that. Um, before we go any further, uh, kickscoastcoffee.com barrel age drops Friday. Uh, there might also be a sale for Memorial Day, so look out for that. Kingscoastcoffee.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the Kings Club. We're not drinking coffee because we're recording this at night this time. We are actually drinking drinkies. Uh, so, um, uh, kingscoastcoffee.com again, barrel age drops on Friday. When you come back to me and you're like, Kevin, no, I didn't know about the bat. Too bad. I told you. Barrel age drops on Friday. So grab it before but it Kevin. all goes bye-bye. Yes, Fortnite kid. <laughs> but I just, what happened? But, you know, you're too young to drink coffee anyway, Fortnite kid. That's the last thing you need. Um, speaking of Fortnite kid, my eight-year-old started playing Fortnite yeah, yesterday. And that, he's obsessed. But now so it's weird. great. Because I have someone to farm my battle pass, and I don't have to do it all, so it's oh, really working wow. out well. That's for me. genius. That's so clever. That's I did this genius. with my brother in World of Warcraft back in the day. I gave him my account, and he used to level up all my characters and stuff, oh, so I could raid. Wow. Yeah, you'll be able to do it, Kyler, someday too, Tim. Yeah, but I mean, like that's still years away. I still have to do it myself right now. You got to, You only got like five more years. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Don't worry. So clever, Kevin. God, look at you. So am I going to have to have kids now? (laughs) (laughs) Is that child labor? Hey, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life, right? (laughs) He's he's picked. So my my brother-in-law's in in town, and he has a a, a newborn who, God, adorable. I I got to meet her on Sunday. Um, But they're going to my in-laws house tonight while I'm recording. And my son is mad because he can't stay home and play Fortnite. He has to go to his grandmother's house to see his, his brand new cousin. So the it's, it's already in, it has its hooks in him. Too, hooks so. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. Oh. Start but, um, he's asleep. So he was, he was asking me questions. He's like, are there bazookas? Is there I'm like, calm down. They change oh. it all the time. <laughs> And if I show him the Miles Morales announcement, he's going to lose his shit. Uh, I, which reminds me, I need to go home and buy that bundle. Um, but GCX event, <laughs> welcome to Fortnite and Scotch. Oh <laughs> I want the Miles skin and the Spider Man twenty ninety nine skin. Come on, it's awesome. GCX event.com. That has nothing to do with Spider Man, but uh, Tim and I will be there. Star Wars and Scotch will be live. Uh, you can meet Tim, you can meet Lupo, you can meet Pool Shark, you can meet Astacross, you can meet a whole bunch of content creators, hanging on the floor, buy some cool stuff, see your friends, go to the after party at Universal, go to the comedy show after night one. There's so much to do at GCX this year, so you should head over to GCXevent.com and grab your tickets. Premier passes, or premium passes, excuse me, are sold out. Nice. Sold out. So that means there's only two-day passes and single-day passes. So get your passes before something else sells out. You never know. GCXevent.com. GCXevent.com slash tickets if you just want to go buy them quickly. Anyway, 
let's jump into it. Chaco, talk to us about what's been going on with you. We, we're catching up with you. I know you and I have DM'd a little bit uh, recently, but what's new? What's like Star Wars? So many things have come out. We've seen we've seen Mandalorian uh, wrap the season. We've seen uh, Jedi Survivor come out. Um, obviously, Celebration led to a lot of things. Trailers. What's going on? What's 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 up, man? It's, it's, just want to catch up with. Uh. You. Man, I just just there's so much because <laughs> it's, it's it's been a minute, and since then you know because we, we we've also had Andor come out and Tales of the Jedi, and you know Jedi Survivor. Uh, I was talking a little bit how I, I would actually had the pleasure of going to the launch event, so I got to meet Cameron Monaghan and uh, play the game early and like hang out with some of the devs and some other content creators. Uh, get hang out with it, you know Alex and Molly were there, and also. I got to you know, kind of go through the game a little bit early. Um, I will say the I was on PC and pre-release patches were a little rough. Um, my I, I ended up having to upgrade my uh, my computer in order to <laughs> to to run it. Runs much much better now, uh, but I was I was really pushing it uh, at the beginning. Uh, there tons of stuff going on, tons of news popping off, and I'm excited because. Um, Oh, I probably shouldn't say this, but it's not my news. I don't know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> someone else that happened to be at the event also got to go to the same event uh, in the UK. And over there, they previewed them the open world game. Um, so they got to watch a little trailer for it. So hasn't been announced yet. And they got to see this, what, a month ago now? Uh, so the person was telling me a little bit about it, but yeah, that's the open world game by the, uh, the people who make the division. Ubisoft, the thing that we're yeah. is what we're spe speculating, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that's that's what he's. He was pretty tight lipped on what he actually got to see, but let me know that he did get to see it. Can you say this much? Was it a positive or negative reaction? Oh, they were real excited. Okay, like it was in okay. a playable state. Um, no, no, they just saw like a, a preview. I'm, I'm yeah, sure it was right. it was only it was only video. Um, I had arrangements to touch base with them later to try and go into more detail, but <laughs> but then they uh, they decided not to. So <laughs> if they had, right. I probably wouldn't be saying it here. So um, mm. I can I can say this because I don't have enough knowledge. But I do think we are getting that announcement real real soon. Yeah. Probably at the PlayStation showcase. The PlayStation. I was going to ask D23 or the PlayStation Showcase was my question to you. I'm thinking PlayStation Showcase, um, and I'm really excited about that. I just got a PS5, and yeah, I'm really happy. <laughs> if it doesn't happen at the at the PlayStation Showcase, we do have the Summer Game Fest. So there's like 40 Forgot games that really showed off during Summer Game Fest. Also, Ubisoft just did the Division Heartlands presser. And it was just out of the blue. So there's always that option on the table now, especially Bethesda just did the same thing. So now that E3 is dead, most game studios are just like, we can spin up our own announcement. So as, as great as it is to have touch points throughout the year, um, most of the studios and publishers now just spin up their own, you know, announcement cycle. Now I will say some of them are terrible. Like when you have like five devs sitting in their homes talking about, it, I'm like, this doesn't have the same, brevity of like bethesda does it great they do the eso show i think they did it in vegas correct me yeah. uh, i might be wrong uh this year but they always do it live and it's it's like a whole spe a spectacle so i would hope for a new star wars game that it would 
be bigger, but we'll we'll see. We'll find out. I feel like COVID allowed a lot of companies to be like lazy and they're like, listen, we don't want to spend money like we used to. Just 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 go on Zoom and, and say it. <laughs> Our knowledge yeah. of E3 and what we heard on the inside was that regardless of COVID, things were not gonna pan out in 2020 anyway, even if there was no no COVID. Okay. So yeah, that that's what we heard. Um um so it could have accelerated anyway i think the idea is that e3 no longer commanded the attention that it did therefore it's cheaper and more economical to do your own announcement um however you see fit but like i said some of them are just not fun to watch so yeah. um is what it is but i'm i'm glad I'm, I'm i didn't know that people saw that so that's pretty interesting and, and awesome that it's at least out there and i'm curious what tim asked like is it in a state that's for public consumption at this point and this level? Yeah, I, I, I noticed that it kicked up really, really quickly in my um, my for you page on TikTok, like out of nowhere. Like I just got a bunch of like uh, the Ubisoft announcement again. I was like, why is this news? Like, because this happened a couple months ago, where like people were saying like there was a leak, and they were talking about like kind of details of what this game was going to be. Like this whole idea of like a No Man's Sky Star Wars game was like, oh, that sounds freaking awesome. And then like the same report again. It's kind of like clarifying that this is the kind of game that we're going to get is a seamless no man's sky style star wars game where you can pick your own role and do your own thing it's cool speaking, speaking of fortnite too have you seen some of these maps that people have built where it's essentially just battlefront running <laughs> yeah. on the fortnite engine yeah i mean like call of duty had to essentially do a cease and desist order on epic because some of their maps were being just completely copied like one to one I was watching a, a, a clip today on TikTok of someone. They were in an Imperial ship of some sort, and it was a bunch of people using the various Stormtrooper skins that are in the game and Clone Trooper skins. That's wild. Charging it like Jedis and stuff. And I was just like, it's it's just Battlefront, but Fortnite. <laughs> That's so cool. It's it's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I my friends were they were streaming the game phasmophobia but in fortnite so it's becomes what? third person and, and like you said so, so people That's just so remade cool. uh, so basically they're using the fortnite engine to just remake other games yeah. <laughs> people are talking about they're making like entire like mmorpgs in fortnite now for you know i, I watched one demo i guess it was or play test or something it was so it was this like Japanese samurai ninja style MMO situation, this big dragon boss. I was like, what? And it's all drop in. That's all it is, is you get the blank canvas and you just drop the assets in and build the level, the boss, everything, because it all runs on on their their Unreal Engine. So That's it's so just cool. It's yeah. just interesting that that Fortnite has essentially built a platform like Roblox or or any of these, but it, obviously Fortnite looks better with roblox so anything they make is is just gonna be interesting so i'm interested to see and it's not just star wars you know marvel has stuff in fortnite and <clears throat> what other ips that we love are gonna now get dropped in there but well star wars kind of tried to do this uh i guess it wasn't them specifically it was just way too late so they yeah. put out the all the source code from uh from jedi academy which is the same engine that um like the the fan games movie battles and stuff like that they're all based on mm -hmm. uh so they just dumped all of that source code out there to let people play around with whatever they want i don't think we got much because it was already kind of outdated at that point but hopefully uh hopefully that 
I mean, just give us a sandbox and and we'll we'll play with our to- with the toys ourselves, you know. Yeah, I mean that, that. What I've noticed is over the years, and Skyrim, I think, was kind of the the straw. I won't say it, the one that did it. It's probably the most popular, earliest version I can remember of people modding Skyrim. I remember when they turned Skyrim into Westeros, and you were able to do everything from Game of Thrones and Skyrim, and then they turned it into Middle Earth. Um, I remember when Skyrim was supposed to be the Old Republic remake before they got hit with that cease and desist. So it's interesting that when you put things in the fan in the hands of the fans and the companies that embrace it always do the best look at the folks who make total war like the total war folks have been like mod our game we don't care like have fun and they've gotten so many cool mods because of that i think that's the future is let's create platforms and let people be creative and you can get interesting stories and things like that. And that's how people are going to get hired and jobs and famous and, you know, all of that. I'm waiting for the day that somebody creates some sort of, you know, let's say Fortnite and they create a great Star Wars story. And then Disney's like, okay, we should make that a movie or a TV show. That's pretty good. And like, can you imagine that? It's, it's just it. even furthering that. Have you guys seen the Skyrim, the newest AI mod? Yes, with, with ChatGPT. So so there's an AI mod, Ooh. Chaco, for ChatGPT that connects to Skyrim that makes every NPC in the game able to have a conversation with you, a meaningful conversation, and it will alter things in the world as well. And you can use your microphone what? to talk to the NPC. Yeah. And it's it not also, text. It remembers all the conversations you've had. So with if you go, if you go, prior. you go to the, That's let's insane. say you go to Riften. That's really cool. You don't go to Riften again until like 20 hours later. You go off and do a bunch of stuff. That NPC is going to remember what you said to them and have a conversation based on your previous conversation and the things you've experienced in the game. The Skyrim yeah. is like 12 years old. How old Skyrim? Uh, it came out right when I got married. So yeah, I'm celebrating my 12 year anniversary on Sunday. So you're right on the money. Cause I remember Crazy. we moved into our apartment in Queens and I got a PS4 and I got a, a, a Sky. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right on the money. Totally. I got, I got PS4 and Skyrim and the new TV. And I was like staying up till two in the morning playing when I'd work at 7am. <laughs> that's what, that's what keeps these games alive. That like, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone should embrace it, embrace it a lot more um it's weird nintendo refuses to but i, I apologize for going off <laughs> no this is, this is a great comment bethesda is another one that embraces it they allow you to mod on xbox and console which is like unheard of so um you know it, it it's interesting because it's going to create again that that marketplace if you will for people to tell their own stories um and and you know it's going to take it's going to be the first maybe it's not a movie Maybe it's the first concept in, again, let's say Fortnite, that is like Epic turns around like, we need to make that a game. They take us to Lucas. They're like, look, someone made this. Can we make it (laughs) and hire that person? You know, it's just it's 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 super interesting. The future is wild. I'll I'll, I'll say that much. It it, it really is. You mentioned Andor before, too. I just wrapped watching Andor with my I watched it, obviously, for the show, but my wife watched it. Um. What did she think? Uh, she's, we watched the first episode like three weeks ago. And then we, had, we were really busy. And we pounded through the next episodes from Friday night. And we finished it on Sunday because she wow. didn't want to stop. Yeah. And I told you, Tim. I told you. I was like, that's the one. She's like, this is the best Star Wars show next to Mandalorian. It's so good. 
and she said the only reason I like Mandalorian is because it's like really lighthearted and it's it's a bit more about you know it's cute it's more yeah. for the family. Like she sat there, she's like, our son would he wouldn't he wouldn't be interested in it. It's a mm-hmm. lot of talking. It's very adult. It's yeah. It's, it's a darker lens. Yeah, she she loved it. I I paused it at the end of Marva's speech and I was like, so. <laughs> Oh, Marva, the show. actress, yeah. wanted to say "fuck the empire," <laughs> but Disney was like Mm-mm, crossing a line, and she's like, "She shut up! That would have been so much more impactful." So impactful, so good. I think the more impactful part was uh, <laughs> was what's his name slapping the dude with Marva's brick. Uh, that was pretty impactful. Was really she well. said that she's like, "Ooh, <laughs> with Marva's brick too." Uh, I was like, "Hell yeah, uh, Brasso, that's his name." Brasso, but yeah. um. No, they, again, watching it a second time and knowing what's going to happen, it's yeah. a, again, it's a completely different lens that you get sure. to see it through. And I got to pick up on a few other little things along the way that maybe I didn't notice the first time. Um, but she, like, when we got to the the episode before they broke into the Imperial base on Kidani, yeah, um, it stopped and it was time to put the kids to bed, and she's like shit can they put themselves to bed <laughs> like she was <laughs> she was so ready to go to the next episode and i was That's like so babe good. come on this is this is wonderful you got your 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 you got your bank heist yeah and now you're gonna get your prison break because <laughs> she would she was so uh, Chaco, tim was so upset about kino like he was like what's oh. gonna happen to him? i don't know i don't he can't swim for... is he alive He's and so then just, and then same thing with her such a great job she's like that's it that's it we just don't know anything else i was like there's a rumor that he's gonna be in season two but it's just a rumor i don't want to guarantee you anything and then we finished she's like when is when's the next season i was like probably not so like <laughs> next fall she's like like this yes i'm like no like it's next fall she's like come on they're gonna make us wait i'm like this story ends though it leads right into rogue one and she was like, oh, they, I can't believe they're going to make us wait. And I was like, I watched it in October. Anything I feel. <laughs> I, I mean, it's after it was done. Uh, right. Like, and I, I kept seeing the sentiment of uh, people watching other shows and being like, man, this just this isn't isn't good. It, like, it doesn't scratch the same itch. And you're like, mm-hmm. that's 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 the point. But you're absolutely I mean, watching Mon Mothma at a dinner party talking to Tay but like having to be in secret is had me as on my seat as watching like Maul and Ahsoka fight. And it's, it's weird. It's hard to explain. It's so different, but you're just like, there's a lot of weird uh, verbal jousting. That's just, I don't know, yes. just so beautifully executed that it's, it's so exciting. My and I love wife, that we my, get this variety. Go ahead. My wife kept saying, Oh my God, I love her dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love her dress. <laughs> Where is she shopping? I was like, I, somewhere on Coruscant, I'm not sure. Um, one thing I didn't register, and I said this to her while we were watching it, and it's just exactly what you said. I was like, the di- the dichotomy of how the rebellion is 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 being birthed and fought in that show. I noticed how Tony Gilroy started to do the hard cuts going between Mon Mothma and something Cassian was doing. So you could see on the high level in the, in the, in the halls of the mighty and Coruscant, and then down to like the dirty things that the spies have to do with, and or what Cassian says in Rogue One, he says, you don't know the terrible things I've had to do in the name of the rebellion. We get to see the dichotomy of both and how 
yeah. just because you have a lot of money and you're privileged and you're wealthy. If you're trying to do the right thing in that scenario, you're equally as miserable as the person who's, who's, you know, in prison with a fake prison sentence that could never end. Um, so it was, and really I love that because it that. is the same thing because it's, it's a fake prison sentence. There's no way out. Well, yep. there's one way out and, and she's in out. this gilded cage and there's only one way out, you know? Oh man. Yeah. Such yeah, we had a show. we when he went in the bathroom to hit the pipe. Um, yeah. she was like, Do you want me to make you a drink? I was like, grabbed her arm, I was like, Not now, wait like 10 minutes and then you can make me your drink. <laughs> and she goes, Oh, is this it? And I was like, I'm not saying a word to you, but sit on the fucking couch and relax <laughs> and watch the television. All right, and then in, that, was, in that episode, she was like this. <laughs> <laughs> which which speech did she prefer? Uh, the Kino speech or the Luthan speech? Which Luthan speech was in that episode? That Her was when he was when he met up with the informant, and that one. Like, what do I sacrifice? That was really uh, good. Yeah. Her her she said her favorite line was like, "I'm fighting a rebellion of of which." Um, I'm fighting for a sunset that our sunrise that I'll never see. That was, she said, that was my favorite line from his conversation with him. Like yeah. Luthan knows I will never reap the benefits of this, but I also know it's the right thing to do. Um, she, she did say she was hoping for Palpatine to show up at some point. I was like, eh, it's, it's showing you how big the machine is yeah. because they want you to know that like, he's so disconnected from the bottom, except the information he's fed from ISB that it's, it's almost, you know, this weird it's it's what cassian says like they're they're so high and mighty that that i just walk in there and act like i belong um so she 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 said after season two of andor is there going to be anything else like this and i said i think they i hope they learned from andor and the 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 learnings from that go into acolyte yeah and acolyte is equally being I hate the word edgy, but I don't know how else to say adult, I guess, is the best way to to put it. Like, I I was talking to her about the novels and I said, you know, the novels are even broken up. Like our kids have the golden books. My son loves the golden books. Tim says, too. And then you have like the the teenage ones, which usually when I read those, I don't like them, but I get something out of them for the story. And then we have the adult ones like we're both reading Cataclysm right now. Um, Mm, Do you finish it yet, by the way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You always read them way quicker than we do. That's why I was like. Asking, um, <laughs> like eight hours left, but um, so uh, I was telling her, like, that's classification of books, so I think they're going to start doing that with the shows now, too, where mm-hmm. they bring in this adult theme to a lot of the shows. So, folks like like my wife, who may not be super fan, but husband might be obsessed, or wife or, or significant other might be obsessed, and the show is interesting enough to watch, which is something I think they learned from Marvel yeah. because when we yeah. started MCU. I I had not watched it and I went into lockdown being like, okay, I am going to watch the MCU and I'm texting Tim the whole time. And he's like, got it. I went through this like four years ago, Kevin. Like, you're... <laughs> And I'm like, Oh my God. He's, he's like, yes, just keep going. Um, but I think well, this that's... is how we prevent. Uh, I mean, this is how we prevent the fatigue from happening. Cause like it was one thing when we got one project every three years yeah. or there was one show that would come back the only way we can get four shows a year is if we make them vary in in tone and in, in scope. Um, I mean, 
I always, when people talk about like Star Wars fatigue, my thought goes to like, how many cop shows are there? Like you can watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you can watch Blue, you can watch Cops, <laughs> you Law can watch Order. Reno 911 or Law and & Order, and they're all crazily different shows. You could watch them back to back and you wouldn't really get fatigue because you're not getting the same thing even yeah. even close. Sure. And yeah, as long as Star Wars continues that, you know, like Visions just dropped. And oh my God, some of those episodes oh, for me uh like yeah, yeah what's your favorite from visions oh man season two obviously uh, i was i was surprised at this but like just like the other ones i'm just curious which one was your favorite the final one Oz song uh like it just hit me different you know i was just like this strange animation i've never seen anything like it before but like this I don't know. There's like a purity uh, amongst it, and then the way that the child like doesn't speak at all; it's only in song until it starts to make changes, and then they start to like. There was just a, there was a, a lot. This uh, one surprised me the most. Um, there was some real duds. I'm not an going to this with this knowledge. I'm not an anime guy. Yeah, I was. I've never been into anime. It's just not my thing. Um, no hate to anyone that loves anime. Tim Tim likes anime, so kind of differ there so season one to me was like there are some ones i straight up didn't like this season i didn't think any of the episodes were bad um i just ranked him but the one that got me the most um uh, my favorite was bandits of golok tim tim agreed so with great. me that oh, that was our favorite yeah amazing. but the one the one that shocked me the one that blew me away was the spy dancer i went into that like i'm gonna hate so this one good. and by the end of it i was like holding back tears because it would like it got you good and as as a parent too it like tugs oh, at you hard yeah, it definitely hurt and so i am a big anime fan um and but after watching these i was like do i need to like that one i was like do i need to start finding french animation stuff like <laughs> it made me realize like oh cr- i'm missing out on a lot cuz i'm still only focused in this small area even amongst uh, anime you know sure. Even even watching with my my eight year olds, we watched the Screecher, and I was like, "Oh, this animation should be fine." And by the end, he was like, "I think I'm gonna have nightmares." And I was like, "Oh God, in heaven, I'm gonna be up all night because of the damn Sith witch." And I'm keep saying, "I was like, it's not a ghost. It was a crazy old Sith dude. Like that's all it was." And he's like, "I don't know." I was seeing I'm like, "No, it was just a crazy old hermit uh, Sith can't lady." Look like a ghost, Kevin. So, um, no, I I. I and then at the end, when you think she's like, oh, well, she's reaching towards the light. She's going to, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, no, no. Um, Love that one. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- I think season two was better than season one. I think Agreed. it was more of a variety, but I think the storytelling was was better across the board. And it's so hard to say that because it's an anthology series. So it's yeah. really hard to like judge. So um, the only one I said I didn't like was in. in Again, no hate. I still thought it was good for what it was, was I Am Your Mother. Um, and I know it was like the animators from like Wallace and Gromit from when we were kids. Mm. But it just wasn't my thing. I didn't connect with it. And it that's okay. So cute. It was cute. It was adorable. It was but so it just cute. wasn't my thing. Yeah. Um, I, I actually <laughs> agree. That was my least favorite one as well. But it, yeah. but again, it wasn't. It, it was. I think it was because this was such a huge studio that they were just kind of flexing. Yeah. And they weren't yeah. like super focused like there's all these small studios no a lot of people haven't haven't heard of 
and those people were digging deep to like tell these heartfelt stories you know sure. uh that's kind of how i felt about it and it's a goal was just so good incredible like please make that I, I, tim from the first season which one is the one you're like make it a series oh my Seven god jedi? ninth ninth jedi ninth jedi so ninth jedi. oh my yeah. god if they did an entire series of that because i love that time period the whole like, idea of like 200 years in the future the jedi have been forgotten they haven't been seen in a long time the like and there's like there's no remnants of them at all like that's a really cool period to me because it's still within the universe but it's something that we've never seen before so and if you were going to do that for season two, Bandits of Golok was like, I will watch more of that if yeah. you make more of that. <laughs> um, so, and I, my other favorite thing was I love the idea of combining indigenous cultures with Star Wars stories. I think that mm -hmm. is such a fun way to tell stories. And it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's, it's a resource. If, if we're allowed to just use Star Wars as a playground for future Visions episode, I was like, go for it like tell a greek star wars story tell an african star wars stories tell a canadian star wars i don't know like who cares have fun with it and like go nuts like that because that's what made that special and cool and interesting i saw a post today that was like inquisitors i want to learn more about and one of them was the inquisitor from bandits and Olak. and i was like oh, yeah oh, i kind yeah. of agree i want to know the backstory there i want more well so i mean fun. just uh, was uh, I mean it's showing how much Star Wars has touched the hearts of people around the world yes. yeah. and every single one of those studios got it like they all get Star Wars but they all it all resonates with them differently you know yeah. I I cried during the pit but that one heavy. it's it's a it's a heavy story and I also I mean there's a lot of uh you know african-american <laughs> yeah. uh pretty pretty blatant overtones throughout that whole story and like so it, it just it just hits different and yeah. yeah getting letting other people be able to tell those those stories is like i don't know it's so beautiful but the like you said the band to go it was 88 studios the the indian studio and i uh was you know earlier i'd mentioned the movie rrr which yeah. is like a it's, a, it's a Middle Eastern film. It's an action film. It's like three hours long. It is the best bromance you've ever seen. There's a dance number in the middle of it that just works. But it's also <laughs> one of my favorite. Uh, Ray Stevens is, is in it. And I guess it's, you know, um, you know, he just he just passed. So if you're looking for some something Ray Stevens to uh, to, to check out, you know, after that passing, uh, I'd recommend that, especially if you really enjoyed, you know, that film because it's uh, um, the bandits of uh, Golak because um, it has the same type of vibes, right? It's it's the same Indian type of vibes. Cool. Yeah, Ray Ray's passing is interesting. We'll get into that a little bit after the break, but um, I've been watching Rome on HBO. Yeah, uh, and he's in that. And then he's in one of my other favorite movies. What, you know the movies that you say you like that no one's ever seen, like you said about RR is like, uh, you know the King Arthur movie that, um, I forget the name of the director, he also did Tears of the Sun, did with Clive Owen. Um, Ray Stevenson is in that movie, and I love that movie. Mads Mikkelsen mm -hmm. is in it. There's so many people in that movie, and and no, never, I might tell people about it. Never heard of like, it. 
Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's like, I haven't seen it. And I'm like, it's such a good movie. It's it's basically the if King Arthur was a real person, which that's a debate. Yeah. This is the story of how it would have been with the Empire of Rome ruling England and Hadrian's Wall and the Picts north of the wall and all that stuff. Highly recommend, thoroughly enjoyed. Um uh and, and you will recognize most of the actors in that movie, but Ray Stevenson is in that movie as well. Um and then um there was something else that he was in that I just recently saw or referenced. I can't remember what it was, but I'm we'll talk about it. You know what? Let's take the break and then let's talk about it. So yeah, we will be right back. We're gonna pay a few bills and we're gonna talk about Ray Stevenson on the other side of the break. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We are back. All right. So we're talking about right. Ray Stevenson on the other side. We're talking about on this side. What were you saying, Tim? No, I was looking at his IMDb. So his King Arthur movie. That's the one. Watch that movie. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Oh, this is the one with uh, Catalie, uh, Natalie Portman. No, not Natalie right? Portman. Um, Keira um, Knightley's in it. Keira Knightley. That one. Yeah. She plays Merlin's daughter. Sabe. Not- yeah. <laughs> Sabe, not Padme. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... So Ray Stevenson passed this week, 58 years old, way too young, um, playing Bell and Scroll in the Ahsoka show. Yeah. Uh, the It was really nice, and it's one of those moments, and Chaco, I know you're, you're like us, where you, you know we really fight for a positive atmosphere within the Star Wars community instead of the shit posting and hating that we see a lot. But um, it was really nice to see the community come together on a show that no one has even seen yet yeah. and honored you know, someone who's given something to us to entertain us. We won't see it till August, but um, it was really good to see. My, my question is, is, you know, we don't know what happens to that character in the show. Right. You know, it, it, how do, can they, 
and again, two completely different scenarios, but I'm saying it as, as a plot device they've used. Are we going to care doing the situation if Balin is, is living through this uh, show? Like, it, it, it's the same thing that happened with episode nine with, with uh, Carrie. Yeah. You know, we had to fill in the blanks along the way. And you know what? As much as everyone says shit about episode nine, at the end of the day, what they did with Carrie to bring her back and make sure that we all had closure, I think was was actually very well done considering the fact that they had to use footage that was just filmed already. Yeah. So I'm curious what you both think about, you know, the idea of Balin potentially living at the end of Ahsoka and how do we, you know, course correct the storytelling there. I mean, that's, that's going to be interesting. We'll have to kind of wait and see how that whole story pans out. But I do feel like there is an, something that often happens within star wars because uh because balin also has uh shim shin mm-hmm. is it shin or shim i can't remember i think it's shim shim okay yeah. uh oftentimes you'll see like it's it's the older master that doesn't make it and the younger one is given the opportunity to make a better choice and so if it goes, that's just kind of the way I've just naturally been assuming it was going to go. Uh, also, we we know that we're going to be leading into Dave Filoni's movie. Um, yeah, and, Heir to the Empire. Yeah. And so Thrawn's going to be the antagonist of that movie. So that leads me to believe that while we were kind of expecting Thrawn to be the antagonist of Ahsoka, it probably won't be. And it will be, you know, these characters and their story will resolve at the end of the season. So Tim, we got to ask him the question: What are they? Dark Jedi. What? I think they're Dark Jedi. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think. Um, I mean, I think they're going to use the term "fallen Jedi," but but yeah, oh, I absolutely okay. agree. I think that they are going to be Dark Jedi in 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 nature. So are they the? Again, I hate to compare canon to legends, but are they the Joris of this version of the story to you? Well, Go ahead, Tim. I mean, Joris was just like a clone, and he kind of like went crazy. So, like, I don't, I don't think that. I think, I don't think they'll pull from that. I think they'll be a completely different character. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're good. So, I I love the expanding. I love the expanding universe. You know what I mean? I'm still like a hundred and forty books deep into it. Um, it was wild. <laughs> so I don't know that you could quite do a Joris like a, a failed clone that you needed to harvest in a non-force environment, so they don't go crazy. Um, is like a lot of story to tell. Uh, oh, my microphone. But uh, in the Bane trilogy, there is someone that Xana looks at to be a potential uh, candidate for an apprentice who is, you know, a, a dark Jedi. Um, and I, for some reason, his name is is escaping me. But it's just kind of like a selfish kind of douchebag <laughs> who uses the dark side just for his, his own ambitions and to make himself wealthy. And I'm curious if we might go something more similar to that route or... Yeah. You know, he's because he's out there and he's hunting um, the dark side yeah. artifacts and things that he thinks can give him power. And I feel like that could fit kind of well into this story. And that's why they could be racing in order to find, you know, a temple or something that lets them into 
um, you know, the virgin scatter or or whatnot. And the girl Shim gives me heavy, like Tahiri Vela vibes um, from the Legacy of the Force. Um, uh, Darth Corgus is Xana's apprentice. Um, the one scene where Balin and Ahsoka are in a room full of what looks to be stars and everything. What's your take on that? Because Tim and I had some opinions on that as well. Yeah, it, it looked it looked interesting. I, I couldn't quite... So, for me, it, it didn't quite look like the world between worlds, but it... Um, it still might have been. I'm hoping they were in... Um... What's it called? <laughs> uh, the place from the High Republic that the Nile meet on um, originally, where it's just like a flat plane uh, oh. open to space. I mean, but in, inside of a yeah. uh-huh. you know, forest field. But it also could be she's trying to get uh, to, you know, back to the world between worlds in order to find a location where she can figure out where Ezra is to try and be there when that happens no space I don't know. that's where the night he'll meet no space no space yeah yeah the great hall of the Niles and no space yeah i mean on one hand I, I was like okay it could be the veil of the force or the world between worlds like you said yeah. or it looks a lot like a star map from coder too like you know when you turn the star map on oh it does. Like, it does it looks like that well so it could be a map to something which plays into the artifacts and all that stuff which again i agree with you is pretty much the i i have a feeling that you're right on that and i also feel like that's gonna i don't want to say play into acolyte but i have a feeling acolyte will have a similar vibe where it's jedi the order i'm not happy i could do more oh i Read texts in the archives that I probably shouldn't have read, and now I'm off to this planet to find thing and thing, and you know maybe we run into some Sith that we might already know. Um, yeah. Who knows? And by the way, Set Hearth is was the character's name I was thinking of from the um, oh okay the Bane books. Um, His name might be Sith name is Darth Corgus. Oh no, he doesn't end up becoming. He was a potential, but she goes with someone else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Corvus. Corvus is the one I was thinking of. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's. So you think that Shim will probably be the predominant antagonist? Let's just put it that way for now. At the end of this season, essentially. Oh no! Well, I mean, I think. Thrawn. I, oh no! I, I mean, I do think Balin's going to be the primary protagonist, and. You know, uh, for the people that were there at Star Wars Celebration, unfortunately, I didn't get to go. Um, but there was there was a scene in the trailer where Sabine fights with Ezra's lightsaber against um, her. Yeah. Uh, so so I think it's like you know, big bad, little bad, and and I think it. I mean, I, I just I hope at the end, little bad gets a chance to change their mind. Is there any other content we're gonna get? after ahsoka's over before air to the empire again allegedly name of the movie airs like is mandalorian season four going to come out before that and play more into this story oh interesting 
Well, they haven't even started filming the movie. No, right? they can't because the writer's strike. They were about yeah, to. Yeah, so I would probably. Writer's strike is holding up. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Man of Season 4 is written, but even with the writer's strike, you still, because there's still punch-ups and, and things, you yep. know, on a daily Free basis. Rides. You still can't do anything. Uh, and, I, and I please don't don't do the the 2007 thing where they're like screw it we'll go anyways and it just ruins uh, a lot of no stuff. don't do that don't do that those people are very Absolutely. talented and they deserve everything they're asking for so just Absolutely. give it to them you can have one less yacht and we can get more entertainment okay thanks bye um uh yeah it so really it's hit like, me hard when uh what's his name adam conover was <laughs> went on i don't know if you saw the clip when he uh they interviewed him about about it and he was like, well, the owners of this channel made an extra, you know, this many billion dollars, and that would cover 25,000 writers. So, <laughs> and called out like that network. So it's a great, oh, I'll have to find him. Yeah, I've seen TikToks. It's really good. Adam's very good at laying things out in a way that's very palatable for all of us to be like, oh, yeah, we are getting ripped off. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that that's my question. Like, has Dave's movie been written? Are they going to enter production when the writer's strike ends? Like, I'm very curious to see the order of events here. Uh, and I guess we'll know more by the time Ahsoka's over because we'll have a much, much better. Do we know how many episodes Ahsoka is? I uh, that yeah. Not that I've seen. I think we will get Bad Batch, um, the Bad Batch finale before. And I think that will lead in because we, we know Mount Tantus and them trying to find cloning technology and stuff like that um, is going to be at least tangentially related. Um, Has to be. So that'll come out beforehand. But yeah, I don't know about anything else. <laughs> what do you think of the end of Bad Batch with this Hemlock's assistant being another female clone? Which we were oh. Like, Whoa! It was so good. I mean, I, I, I'm so. I, we were, we were calling that the second we saw her. <laughs> uh, me and me. That, and, uh, Tim and I were. Whoop, that seven. was a shock to us. Well, I was like, okay, uh, she looks more like a clone than Omega does, um, and then, <laughs> and then she started talking, and we're like, also has a New Zealand accent, uh, so. I mean, I know accents aren't supposed to be hereditary, but for some reason they are in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with it. Yeah, so I don't know, we we were instantly like, this this is a, a clone, and and also she was the only person that referred to, um, uh, Crosshair by the name Crosshair. Everyone, yeah. the yes. others referred to him as as a number. So like she saw him as as a brother. So yeah, I I kind of expected that, but you know, I I didn't I didn't love season one. Um, I normally stay up and watch things at midnight because I just don't want to be spoiled. And yeah. I didn't, I fell off in season one. I, I didn't care. I was like, you know what? I'll watch it this weekend or whatever. I'm not that excited. But this one was like banger after banger. It was, uh, it, I thought this was a great season. And they, I think they really upped the ante. Is Tech dead? Yeah. Well, as the Grand Inquisitor says, uh, some things are worse than death. So I pray he's dead. Um, because if he's not, hopefully they don't go the Legends version of Dark Troopers. Because the original versions of Dark Troopers were like 60% 
person. Yeah, <laughs> so death troopers. Yeah, Tim and I think that the dark troopers are mechanical, especially after the Mandalorian. Like it seems like Phase Four is like it's an exosuit essentially. Um, yeah, Tim and I think they're death troopers. That the leftover clones are death troopers. Yeah, that'll be so. So that's why I hope not. Like he has his glasses, and uh, he fell on ice, but also a train we didn't even probably fell on top of him. I don't know. <laughs> can we even think of that? That like tech could be the one that they like show them. No, I think all that was left was just his glasses. He got saved, and we'll see him at the beginning of the next season. I don't know if he saved as much as he scienced his way out of the situation. That's my feeling. It's like. Still think we're gonna end up seeing him at the beginning of the next season. It was like, you know, the calculation of me falling at this rate, if I latch onto that at three point whatever seconds and, da, 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 and like teched his way out of the situation, that would be my ideal outcome. I think he's still alive. I think <laughs> if they are gonna grow go the necrotic like zombie death trooper route, that crosshair would be essentially patient zero for the death trooper program. So I so I used to play competitive Smash Brothers. So when you said teched his way out, I'm thinking like, oh, okay. So they like spiked him down, but he was able to shield the same within three frames of hitting the ground and roll out. <laughs> you know, oh man, it's kind of like Mace Windu, right, Tim? He just as as he was plummeting to the ground, <laughs> he oh, hates when I do this. I hate. He's dead, Kevin. Let the someone man die. Someone was like, well, you, if um. If uh, what's his name, Survivor, can survive in a back to tank, maybe they put Mace Windu and he's been in there for years. And I was like, listen, the the goop that they swept off of the Coruscant pavement, um, <laughs> you can't put that in a in a back to tank. I'm sorry, but people, because they're 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 saying that the Jedi can catch themselves in midair in hot the High Republic books, are like, oh, then Mace Windu could he could totally do it with one hand since he got thrown through the window. He still had one hand left. He probably just caught himself. And, uh, was, and, he, was he conscious the on the argument, way down? I like. I think he's dead. I think Mace Windu is very much so dead. But a lot of people argue with me on this one. Almost as much as arguing me with the 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 fact that that Jar Jar Binks is a Darth Sith Lord. <laughs> well, that okay. That one gets under your skin. People have to die and uh, the, the, here's here's I the thing agree. here's I the thing i don't balance the thing i don't understand is there's more like maul got cut in half and fell down a hole <laughs> and, and and people are like okay that he came back as a crazy man with spider legs uh and they want mace windu to come back but they act weird when palpatine the originator of all the clones whose master was obsessed with everlasting life, who the dark side does unnatural things that we've seen it like reanimate corpses for the night sisters. And people act like that is a bridge too far. Um, I think, I think the only <laughs> problem with that is, and, and I'm with you, but I'll meet the other people halfway is the explanation for that is somehow not, this is how, but in classic Star Wars fashion, it's something we may not find out for 15 years in some obscure book or a comic or something as to how he survived and whatnot. Although I do think that the mention of Project Necromancer is like 
probably the beginning of us learning that story and getting the blanks filled in there. I would just say that's it. But I'm also a Star Wars fan who knows, like, you don't get every answer up front. You might have to wait a few years. So, yeah. And I don't want every answer up front. I think that's part of the uh, the fun. That's what makes the universe bigger than any single project is we don't know what happens and then Bo-Katan shows up in the Mandalorian and you're like oh I guess we get to find out some of what happens now I do take kind of issue with the Mandalorian becoming an extension of the Clone Wars rather than continuing being the Mandalorian but that's a different topic yeah I, I, I I'm with you because I think it's not like Lord of the Rings or Middle Earth where everything's established and we're just in it now. Yes, Rings of Power is trying to fill in some blanks of things that Tolkien, you know, didn't get to, to mention. I don't think they're doing the best job of it, but they're trying to fill in some blanks along the way. But I also think that's part of the Tolkien state, not all on them because they won't release what they need to make a real solid show. But with Disney's version of the canon, we are getting the story playing out in real time as we, you know, move along and it fills in the blanks. So I think the journey is part of the excitement. Um, but I do think people's issue is <clears throat> less not Palpatine coming back more of just like the explanation in the movie, just being Poe being like somehow. <laughs> so, which, which I, I, I get, but like at the same time, the hell is Poe? No, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't want an explanation from Poe, uh, but, but yeah, I, I get, I get the issue with with the line. I I just mean more so the concept that he would come back isn't yeah, anything I that I find to be surprising in the slightest. The problem is you set the precedent with Maul that literally no one in the Star Wars universe, unless you see a body and they're buried, you're really like opening the door for them yeah. to come back. Look at Boba Fett. Yes. You know? I mean like we You literally cannot die in the Star Wars universe. I bet you Ben can I bet you Ben Solo is alive. Just keeping him, I bet you they're keeping him alive just for a rainy day. Harrison what if Obi Wan's alive and he was just messing with Yoda the entire time? Right there. Yeah. He, he had like a hollow projector that he kept tossing out. He's like Mysterio. <laughs> he's been alive. He's just been projecting places. He just set up lights in the backlight him in the swamps of Dagobah <laughs> just to mess with old Yoda. Like, hello, Yoda. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I agree with you. I think the journey is part of the fun, especially when we read, you know, uh, my, one of my favorite things right now is when we read something in the high Republic that like connects back to, you know, the era of the Skywalker saga. And we're like, huh? Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I could get down with that. Um, even, even within the high Republic, Tim and I were talking about last week, how, and again, we don't know how cataclysm ends, but you know, we know the resolution of the war between Iron and Arano. It's yeah. It was in the other books, so we know how that ends. But it's just trying to get from that order of affairs to where we are now and figure out like how the hell do they fix this mess? We thought the wedding was like all right, they fixed it. I was like, oh, now we're back at it again. So <laughs> it's just you know, which like by the way, wedding. Tim and I. Hey, but we wedding. got Yaddle in there, so <laughs> Yaddle is in there. I was very excited. I was like, it was not the only one, and and Master Rancisis, like we're getting a few more that we know from from the current era. Um, one thing with that too is uh tim and i were like the wedding might have been the one of the best literary pieces of star wars we've so i've ever read yeah it was just the music uh, did you you audiobook or you read it uh, uh audio i both because sometimes i get the books before the audiobook 
so is a thing. We, we do audiobooks <laughs> just because of time, but yeah, we were listening to it and the music and the moment and the I do while they're firing their blasters and everything. I was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is the most Star Wars wedding ever, and it's just fantastic. And these two can never like get separated. I'm really hoping one of them doesn't die because I feel like that's coming at some point, but um, you know, it's it's just it's good. But yeah, that, that's what I like is when they connect the dots and you get an aha. That's what makes Star Wars special to me right now. Is that you're like, oh, or, okay. Yeah. Or you, you play Fallen Order and you see that the moon is destroyed and you're like, is that from the uh, uh, High Republic uh, Light of the Jedi? Was that destruction caused by an emergence from hyperspace from the Legacy Run? Oh, shit. Was it? I mean, I, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, when, when you're Makes in sense. the vision, when you're in the vision um, and people invade, that's denial. Yeah, we knew that. <laughs> oh, no, we knew. We were pissed. I was so pissed. We were that they just like, <laughs> pissed that that's all we got. It. They just skimmed right over it. I was so I was like, mad. That's, that's a storm. I was like, that's a storm. And a red light. Oh, my God. It's denial. And then they cut it. I was like, No. And then the only other thing you get is that one lore piece when you're when you get to uh what's the planet's name? I forgot what it's called. Um Tantalor. the end Tantalor, the Tantalor, ship, yeah, the crash ship. You get that one lore piece. I was like, that's it. That's all I get. I was hoping for like bodies or something else, but like no. So I don't know. It's just me. Just me. I also Maybe think a comic book. Before we move to Star Cruiser, I want to ask Chaco the thing I asked you last week, Tim. What? Did you feel based on the the first game? that the story was going to surround around the Zepho, but because the new initiative internally is the High Republic, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying this is my speculation. That at some point in the writing of Survivor, they were like, no, we have to take the focus off the Zepho and shift it to the High Republic. Absolutely. Okay, just make it safe. safe Tim. Uh, but ones. but I do think, uh, I do love how how it plays out, though, because sure. the, the aesthetic works... And yep. it also makes the puzzles, which I like, I, I fully feel like they were planning out these puzzles as parts in Zepho tombs. And then we're like, okay, we'll pivot and we'll separate these. And so now it's just like, uh, it makes me laugh to think about these Jedi masters that are just setting up these weird obstacle courses <laughs> for their <laughs> Padawans. <laughs> I just love, love the concept. I was thinking about that when I was picking up the echoes from some of the Jedi. Like, this is just like a weird. And then the one where you fight. It's, it's Jedi dude, King it's like, escape rooms. <laughs> the one where you fight the dude, I was like, how long has this guy been in here? How is he alive? What has he been doing this entire time? <laughs> it's been so bored. This is weird. So <laughs> I mean, it was a force ghost. I don't know. Something else. I was, but the fact that you just open the door, he's like, hey, I'm like, <laughs> All right, we're doing this. Let's go. It was just a little, little weird, but yeah, no, that that was our feeling. Like, I feel like you pivoted. Still pissed. About what? They they just like completely skipped over the whole Zepho story arc. Like, yeah, I, Tim I, was excited I just, about I was that. Really, I was really hoping for a continuation of that. Like, it was it was a a, a really interesting topic that was really unique to to this game. And it felt like the next game would make sense to where you carry on that story. And you get to the part where you're like, ah, here we go. And they're like, now we're just going to move on. 
But why? <laughs> like, why? And they haven't mentioned it anywhere else. Like, it hasn't been mentioned anywhere else. And, like, uh, this was I, the key to this, like, really cool new whole idea of, like, these these ancient Force users that are massive. They're huge. And and we get the, even these cool visions. I went back and played uh, uh, Fallen Order. There's, like, this whole thing where you get this whole vision and you walk through and you're actually, like, seeing the, the large Zepho. What happened? And telling telling their story about how they yeah. fell into darkness. What and they all did to stuff. their planets and how they essentially like they they committed their own self genocide. Like it and, was so interesting. And then we had um in Bad Batch season two, they find that weird tomb and there is a and big giant robot thing that shoots lasers. Looks really Zepho, right? It looks like its its head looks the shape of a Zepho's head. The laser beam that it shoots out looks like the same of the Temple Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, just a heck of a lot more powerful. Yeah, I I, I did think that was weird. Uh, we run into you know Cordova. He's like, yeah, this didn't direct pan out. Anyways, <laughs> also. <laughs> Don't worry about Correct that. Correct me and if I'm wrong. I was like, I thought you were dead. Yeah, no, exactly. Thank you. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> they really made it look like he was dead in the first game. I was like, what are you doing here? You should be dead right now. But I'm really happy to see you regardless. <laughs> well, okay. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't alone with that. Uh, no. But yeah, yeah. No, I, I turned into the... Uh, Saturday Night Live Californians skit. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> also, the internet's obsessed with the Turgle, which means most of them didn't finish the game and meet the fisherman dude who was the coolest one in the entire game. Oh, he was so good. I Scuba Steve. I, I I hate Turgle. I do, and I, I don't I don't get Not a it. Fan. I don't know if you watched, you know, Parks and Rec, but I feel like Ben, whenever little Sebastian is around, and he's like, I just I just don't I don't get it. Like, what does he do? Uh, I did feel really bad because he irritated me whenever he talked, and like I'd walk away. And one time I was just walking away, and he's like, "Why does everyone walk away from me?" Oh. <laughs> like, okay, well, buddy, terrible. I'll come back. <laughs> Hate to say it, but no, it, it, uh, Scuba Steve was was the highlight of of like the ancillary characters for me. I, I got so excited every place he'd show up. I'm like, "Oh, tell me the rest of your story." <laughs> Like, Keep going. I want to know more about this amazing fish you caught. <laughs> and yeah, let's go put it in the thing. Uh, the other character, I really like Cage. Was that her name? The bounty hunter? Cage, yeah. yeah. I really like that. And Tim was like, finish the bounties. I was like, all right. So I finished yeah. it the other night and I was like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> right? Isn't that fun? It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I. I'm so thankful that they they did it right yes. in in my opinion because I'm not a fan of just having uh, a legacy character show up at the end and like resolve all the conflict, being like this story actually doesn't matter, <laughs> you know. I don't it, it, like it was it was really cool to have. Uh, I have two minds about it, right? There's there's the fan brain and then like the the story brain of like if I was writing. And uh, it's cool to have Vader show up at the end of Rogue One, but I do feel like it somewhat narratively undercuts part of the fit. Like it feels like the movie ends with a piece of like pro empire propaganda. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Mandalorian season two, love the scene with Luke showing up, but I feel like it, it undercuts 
Din's story. Because like if Din didn't go there at all, Luke would still show up and solo everyone on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and and it's it's weird to not have. And, and of course, the scene in, in Jedi Fallen Order is iconic. You know, with you know with what happens and Vader chases them out. But I just don't want any more stories that are ended by a legacy character showing up and being like, I'm more badass than anything new. And then you're like, that's cool. But like, I don't know. It, it feels, it feels weird to me. I, I yeah. could be wrong. That's just my own personal thing. Um, but like, I feel like I, that type of cameo was perfectly done where yeah, it doesn't take away from anything in the story. Yeah. And it just, it's only additive. It, also leaves a potential open for Boba to be hunting you in the finale of the trilogy as well. Which would be super cool. So he could potentially be essentially a boss. Uh, Maybe not in the main story, but maybe there is another bounty. My biggest issue with the bounty hunting, and this is so petty and superficial, is that all of them look the same. And I get it. They're all from the Haxian brood. I read the book too. Like It is what it is. But I would have liked... If I'm doing bounty hunting... I would like to have more of a variety. So I hope they take that into consideration. Like maybe, maybe they do need money and that's what Cal is doing to, to make some money. That's Mandalorians do. It's just, you know, thing. And I understand it was almost like an anti bounty hunting because he was protecting himself from bounty hunters. But yeah. I don't, I don't know. It just wasn't, it didn't, that was my only complaint about that. I liked going back to the locations. I liked picking up new echoes because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it didn't, that was my only complaint. Oh, I mean, can can we are are we in full spoiler territory? <laughs> yeah, go for it. We did it last week. We went for a while. Okay, yeah, we're yeah. good. The going back and finding Bode echoes so good after finishing the game, and and you're like, and, and like more. it's certain thing. It hurts. It hurts way more, especially hearing his daughter like talk on the ship, and you're like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> the singing I, I, the lullaby. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, it just was so well done. But Bode was a great story because it was so tragic, and by the end of it, you were so attached to him, and you know, you knew you had to kill your friend. Yeah. And you you also had the the juxtaposition of your friend didn't have a choice, and I'm saying that objectively, like obviously he had a choice, but as a parent, it adds a whole other dynamic to the scenario. And you know, I didn't trust him the whole game. Something was off. Yeah. They did that on purpose the way he talked about his daughter and it just, it felt like there was an ulterior motive to all of this, the way everyone died in the beginning, except him, you know, it just felt off. Nothing was ever right. So the I didn't he trust kept, him. He kept being like, so you were married, right? Like, go, go get that. Like, don't, don't worry about other stuff. Just go, <clears throat> go for it. <laughs> because he knew that the emotional bond is the thing that breaks yeah. you of the, the Jedi brain, um, which he was. And again, another great point. He's right. And that's always the best. The best scenarios is is uh, I reference this all the time. But like Joker in the Dark Knight, his speech to Two Face, why do we all connect with it? Because he's mo- like ninety seven percent of that is correct. You can't yeah. dispute it. It's fact. And that is that is why we like certain villains and things like that. Like and Bode, Killmonger as well. Uh, Eric it- Killmonger, great example. No, I mean you, you hit the nail on the head, no. and and I love how that adds an extra flavor to what we experience with both Cal's journey and um and 
the the main villain whose name is Dagon Garris arc where we learn about um how all of these people were good people who end up being so focused so um you know, there's nothing wrong with with the, the connection or with with reaching out to these things, but when it turns to obsession, when it turns into "I will burn this galaxy to the ground yeah. for this thing," and you're like, "That's kind of problematic." But this whole time, the reason Cal has split off from the rest of of his group is because he's so angry at the Empire for what they did. Yeah. That he's almost going to go down that path to burn them to the ground, and yeah. you know becomes you know uh, don't don't turn into a monster to fight monsters. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's so much fun when they get to turn into monsters, though. Like, I mean, yeah. oh, that ability was a little bit like, wildly cool. overpowerful. <laughs> it was wildly overpowered. <laughs> the fact that you get to keep it at the end of the game when you're doing everything yeah. else, my god! Like just grabbing droids and just crunching them into scrap metal so is good. very satisfying. Um, uh, yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, because I had like an in kind of early release copy and because it was pre-release patch so it was it was a uh, it ran like a drunk hippo on a unicycle um <laughs> it I, I just i just like raced through the story as quickly as i could and so my it was my second playthrough on new game plus that was able to do all these exploring and stuff and so it was hilarious because i would get i found the one cave where you have all three of the big monsters of kobo and you have to fight them all at once and they that were was like fun <laughs> they were kicking my butt um and like i was running to the corner and i was like all right forget this and i hit to the little dark side power and just wrecked everything <laughs> i'm just like wiped out like like nothing i was like okay came in very handy for end game i was like this is so much easier <laughs> i remember the the bounty even the the bounty hunters I was just like, hack, 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 block, <laughs> hack, 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 hack. Oh, you're dead, and I didn't even run out of my ult. How's that feel? So, yeah, it was it yeah. was, it was, was very helpful. Before we go, we have to talk about one more thing. Yeah. Disney announced last week, well, among other things, that they are shutting down the Galactic Star Cruiser as of September 28th will be its last voyage. Um, we are recording this on the 23rd. You'll hear it on the 24th um, of May. And on Friday, the 26th, the uh, bookings will open again. Uh, from the day we saw the pricing, Tim and I said, this isn't going to work. And and our favorite, I don't want to say favorite, but the best quote we heard about it was like, Galactic Star Cruiser is not for Star Wars fans. It's for rich people that think Star Wars is neat. Yep. I did not see it coming this quickly, I have to say, but you know, Bob Iger is a much did. more decisive man than than Bob Chapek. So he, whatever is is next for that space, Iger probably knows and is like, yeah, cool, we're gonna start that transition. One thing I didn't add to the notes because I read it late last night was the Imagineers already had seasonal stories and whatnot ready to go what? to give oh, you no. reasons to come back. 
so oh, that no. they were going to change it up, which is what we said. Now, everyone says the same thing, and that the problem was, was that they time-locked it, and that was the damning piece. And then now we saw Galaxy's Edge that the time-lock has been broken. It's not between episodes it 8 and 9. never made sense. Well, Mando and Grogu walk around Galaxy's Edge now, so it's over. Like, that's they're not doing it that way anymore. So what I'd love to hear from you two is thoughts on all of that, and could quicker action on changing the story and altering things save it or was it like the price point was the kicker and that's the end of it uh, for, from my perspective i mean it's the whole thing well, it feels like a very very expensive proof of concept right because i feel like uh, on a, a more marketing end this is been talked about like a star wars hotel right it's a star wars hotel it's a star it's not a star wars hotel Right. Uh, it would be one thing if you had a Star Wars themed hotel that would right. have a dinner theater. Yep. This was this was going to uh, medieval times, but you live there for a few days and you're in the arena 24 seven fighting alongside. Them. You know what I mean? Like this was a different type of experience altogether. Larping. So, yeah, this is this was. 48 hours of star wars larping non-stop and yep. if you thought of this as a star wars hotel then that price is astronomical right you can go to any resort and and save money on that i have quite a few friends who went and who absolutely had a blast and said that they would be willing to go again but it was expensive but that type of experience is not that type of experience is a just not for everyone um b uh they have seasonal storylines now i had never heard that so it seemed like there wouldn't be any incentive to come back right. and if you are constantly having to get new people like disneyland is making a lot of money off of repeat guests right people who come back and they come back to get the new lightsaber it's it's not something that's that's repeatable. It's not something that's easily attainable. Yeah. And I, I think, um, and I honestly don't think the time locking was was the biggest issue with it, um, because I think if you're going to actually truly LARP, if you're going to live in it, they got to pick a time frame <laughs> and and a place to make you feel like you're in Star Wars. Um, but. I, I I don't know, man. I mean, I think um, I think if they change it into an actual Star Wars hotel, and inside of this hotel is an area where you get to go and be part of it for like different shows, like uh, like there are these three-hour windows that you get to go and you're in the universe. That might work, and if you did that, you can swap, you can switch it up. You can have this season of Star Wars. Next season, you're in New York in the Marvel Universe, which is a terrible place to be because you might die. Uh, you could have the very next season, you're in Toy Story and everything's huge. You know, I, I, I don't know. But that would be something that would make it, you get more people there, more people to experience it and lower the price. And I think something like that would probably work better. Tim? Yeah, I mean, like I, I we've, we've said it before, like I... I always thought that this should have just been a, a to, to your point, Chaka, it should have been a Star Wars themed hotel. It shouldn't have been like this, this LARPing experience. I mean, like they essentially made a, a cruise ship on land. You get locked to this schedule. 
you're essentially like you would be on a on a on a cruise ship. You you got to pay for a Disney cruise ship, but you never got to go onto the ocean. Um, and just like that, <laughs> that concept just I don't think it really works. Um, it's I'm also really curious to see what they're going to do with that space. That space is so unique. I mean, like again, they they built it like it was a cruise ship. So you've got like all of these areas that are like common spaces. So like, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to yeah like the amount of rooms they have are very limited. So like you're going to have like a, a, a um, you're going to have a, a discrepancy when it comes to how many rooms you're going to be able to, to get out there. Like it's going to be expensive then. Right. So I don't know. It just seems like a whole mess. Like when you really think about like, the logistics of this, it's messy. I, I do have kind of another question for you guys though. Do you think the part, or at least the expediency with which it is being shut down has anything to do with uh, Disney's issues with Florida? <laughs> no, I think the Lake Nona, well, as you know, we're in Tampa, so we're living through this. Um, <clears throat> I think the Lake Nona project was a shot against the state of Florida and some of the decisions they've made. Um, what I would say is I think the Galactic Car- uh, Star Cruiser was a, a, a money bleed. They couldn't even book mm-hmm. full cruises throughout the, I think it was after the summer or something. Now, at least from May to, once they open that up on Friday, that shit's going to be sold out yeah. immediately. Um, and Tim and I have never gone. Could we afford to go? Sure. I, I could. We to, could I, uh, yeah, that was my thing was that I didn't, I didn't see, we have another friend who went and said that they had a great time, but you have to, have to LARP. If you do not LARP, it is not worth your money. And, I think one thing there, and, and I'm, I'm really trying not to generalize here, but it's the best way I can put it is, you know, a lot of Star Wars fans are introverts. They're not extroverts. And LARPing is, is an extrovert activity. It's not introvert activity. Absolutely. So it, it, it you know, you, you've, you've taken a fan base already, you know, you're, you're price gating it. And then on top of it, you're taking, you know, the idea that you need an outgoing, rich Star Wars fan to enjoy this. So I do think they'll reform it. I do think it will become a regular Disney hotel. And I do think the idea of dinner shows and things like that will be what the feature is yeah. um, to be in that hotel. I also agree with you, Tim, that it's going to be ridiculously expensive still as compared to other hotel stays on property. You know, you you can we can go. I just went with my daughter do- for my daughter's fourth. I was telling you before, Taco. And, you know, I spent I spent a decent amount of money for four days. But, you know. I stayed in one of the nicer medium level hotels. I didn't stay in like Grand Floridian or one of the super expensive ones. My assumption would be if their game plan is to go the route of the the dinner show or some sort of interactive activity or, you know, let's say you can put your kid in like Jedi training, some stuff like that. Some of the activities that they already have built into it, um, that it will come at a cost, you know, for you to stay there still. But they can get their whales who want to stay on a store or ship for 10 days and, you know, not be limited to two days and, you know, kind of foot the bill and whatnot there. And one of the other things too, is Iger came out and said, JPEG got overzealous. He was greedy. Um, but none of the prices changed. Yeah. But what we did see was more deals, you know, like Florida yeah. residents save 35% pass holders save this, you know, come during this time and save 40%. So I think you'll see that with a high price tag um, and it'll just be timing your visit in a way that makes sense financially 
to uh, enjoy it. And that's how they that's how they invite everyone in to experience. But yeah, I just think the idea of the limited time, the schedule, all the things we said, it just doesn't work, especially in this financial climate. Like people can't afford it straight up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like we're in the middle of crazy inflation and all this stuff. And then they're like, yes, you have to be a Star Wars fan. You have to be extroverted. You have to have a lot of money. Uh, you have to be into cosplay. Uh, you have to, uh, yeah, there is just so many, like the, the, the pie is just shrinking down to 0.4% uh, of the population and they all win. Not enough to to do a hundred and something voyages a year. Like yeah, I'll tell you that much. Not oh, not no sustainable. Way. But again, give me give me a, a few areas. Uh, g- give me a rise of the resistance type feel where I can get into this and then be part of a, a particular part of the story for for a few hours, and then and then I leave. You know, and then make it charge for outsiders to be part of to do this experience um but make it really nice hotel and say if you are a guest of the hotel you can just do this whenever you know knock out a floor and make it a laser tag arena where you fight stormtroopers or something i I don't know (laughs) i don't know i think there's a lot of possibilities that would be super cool but yeah there's not there's only one in florida right there's none in california for galactic star cruiser uh correct yeah not in california yeah Uh, so Make a world between worlds um, one where, where it's like there's there's a single elevator and it looks like the gateway. And you get in it and the floor you go to opens up into an era of Star Wars. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would. Uh, ah! Ah, that sounds awesome. It opens Bob, up. And, listen. Yeah. Hire me. <laughs> listen, Bob. Yeah. We say that weekly. All right, Chaco, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you coming to hang out with us again. Uh, you know, a few months, we'll, we'll ask you to come back because we like talking to you. You're fun. But if you enjoyed listening like to Chaco, I just said that. I, I'm saying I, too, like him. I, I too. <laughs> I, I three. Like Chaco. I just want to make sure that was known. I, too, like Chaco. Chaco, if the, view, if, if the like listeners Chaco. and the viewers... Uh, uh, want to find you where can they go to find you and, and check out more of your uh, takes videos and future destiny lore apparently too That's awesome uh yeah i am dark chaco on youtube dark chaco on tiktok i keep saying i'm gonna make a lot more youtube videos and i really am planning to uh i just just life has been getting in the way but yeah make a lot of tiktoks dark chaco 7 on twitter and yeah, come hang out. Uh, we'll talk talk canon, uh, talk books, talk whatever. And uh, we'll be talking Destiny because I got really into last season. And uh, and I can't wait to start the season of the deep. Rabbit hole. It is. It's in, it's it's. That's that's one of the reasons I haven't been making YouTube videos. <laughs> I will send you one episode of our podcast where we had our friend Bife that I mentioned to you on and we discuss the influence of star wars on the destiny universe this was like two years ago though but i'll send it to you it really was i was actually asking bife if he wanted to come back soon to chat if we record on wednesday morning it's perfect timing for him tim because he's up he's in england so the pond yeah oh oh good english buddy bife (laughs) 
I almost said his real name. I'm not going to say that. Uh, but you can check out Tim. It's darkness429fb.gg slash darkness429. He was playing a little Daisy today. He was playing a little bit of the Star Citizen. Why are you making that face? Daisy was rough. Uh, yeah. Is it already hitting that point? All the all the good servers are dead. Oh. That sucks. Died. All the Tarkov people moved on already? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. It's well, okay. if you want to... Uh, Tim's uh, Star Wars power fantasy, then you can go watch him play Star Citizen 2 if you'd like. I just so. want a glass of planet. Just one planet. All I want to do. <laughs> you should be playing Eve then. Uh, and you'll only need to put like 2,000 hours in before you can glass a planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, my buddy's super into Eve and he was telling me about this like six hour battle he was in and, then, and that was like a relatively short one. I was like, no. <laughs> absolutely not. This I enjoy it. I enjoy. I think it was during lockdown or right after lockdown when the Eve developers were like, "We're gonna drop an alien invasion on you all and not tell you." And then all of a sudden, all of the Eve boards were like, "What's happening to our universe?" Like things were getting attacked. I was like, "That's actually awesome," but I don't have the time to invest in that scenario. If you want to yell at me, it's Kevin X Vision on Twitter, Kmagic101 on Instagram, and everything I do is at RareDrop.co. But if you want to check out Star Wars and Scotch, please, if this is the first episode you're listening to, maybe you came over because of Chaco, whatever it may be, rate, review, subscribe, check out more episodes. We have 131 episodes and counting for you to listen to. Uh, and like you said, maybe go back and listen to the Bife episode if you want to hear more about how Star Wars influenced Destiny. It's a very, very interesting uh, conversation. But uh, Star Wars and Scotch uh, across the board, or Star Wars Scotch uh, on all socials, rate, review, subscribe. Again, Chaco, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you as always. But until the next time, next week, where we don't have a guest, so it's just going to be me and Tim chatting. Tim? May the force be with you. Always. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.